This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, inspirational stories, or announcements, please write us at feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Hey, it was a wonderful vacation, by the way. I just came back. I uh, went to New Jersey with my wife and went to the top of High Point, uh, which, as its name applies, is the highest point in New Jersey. After viewing three states at one time, we headed down the Kittatinny Mountains to one of my favorite places, and that's Sussex Airport. This is the home to Leo Lautenslager, and he was an amazing uh, aerobatic pilot, one of my favorites. What was really cool, too... During my vacation, I got to visit with a lot of people at different airports, so a big shout-out to all the folks that I, I met at all the different airports and all the, the uh, flight schools. I had a great time uh, visiting with everybody. So anyway, uh, one of the things I want to talk about today is a little bit about you know why we should stop and smell the roses. Sometimes it's good to do that. Before we start that, let's start with some announcements. First of all, thank you for paying it forward, Daniel, uh, for uh, sending out there a pay-it-forward coupon, purchasing one. And that's uh, remember that at Aviation Careers Podcast, you can find the scholarships guide, also the career coaching and other courses online. But we also have this new thing called the Pay It Forward campaign, and you can actually purchase one or multiple scholarships guides. And if you buy five of them, we'll throw in one for free. If you buy 10, we'll throw in two for free. And uh, what the person can do, and if you're listening right now and you want to purchase the scholarships guide, you have over $50 million of scholarships to use the pay it forward, all one word, coupon. There's one out there. It hasn't been used yet. So jump on that and check it out. It's only $10 for one year access updated every month. So if you want to make a difference in someone's life, go check out uh, aviationcareerspodcast.com slash pay it forward. Uh, talks a little bit about how you can make a difference. Also, if you're thinking of sponsoring a podcast episode, one of the things we're doing is that each episode you can sponsor an episode. We'll mention your business, et cetera, for $100. And if you do that, another thing we're going to do is we're going to give away 10 scholarships guides. Not only do you get sponsorship, but you also will give away 10 scholarships guides in your name. So really good way to do that. Um, anyway, let's talk a little bit about this episode and kind of the thing that inspired me uh, to actually go forward with this episode and to really think about you know what it is that's really important in life. And uh, one of the things I think is super important is the fact that you need to stop and smell the roses sometimes. You really need to go on vacation. I know it's hard for me to do that. You know, I, I really found it great to reevaluate, refresh. I have a lot of new ideas and new things we're going to start doing with this podcast and our business in general. I think one of the things that happens in life, I tend to, I, well, I do, I love to volunteer my time. But I'm finding that it's not the best use of my time. I find out, I'm, to be honest with you, I can get a lot more done uh, just by myself or if I'm running the organization instead of you know helping out and being a volunteer, I can have more impact is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so what I'm, I've decided to do is, is kind of step away from some of those different organizations and some of the things I've been volunteering for and just start really you know focusing on our business. And one of the best ways that you can help people and organizations is through generous donations, and that's kind of 
where we're going now, we're going to start moving in that more of that direction. Uh, so I think it, I'm really excited about it. That's for sure. I'm really, really excited to, uh, to move in this direction. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think uh, I'm kind of being vague as far as what we're doing. Not not a big difference, really, in what we're doing. It's uh, We're going to try to put out more more courses. I really liked coming out and reaching out and talking to people that are out in the field and, and, and discussing the podcast. I'm finding, too, that many of my listeners are career changers seeking uh, some advice on the Internet. And a lot of the younger folks don't know a lot about it, about the podcast because they're just starting out. So I'm trying to get out there and, and put more cards out so everybody can benefit from the advice that we have here. But one of the things you need to do when you're, when you're going through your life and you're actually in this career field, whatever it may be, you have to, you have to reevaluate and refresh. You've got to go on vacation. Have fun on vacation. Forget about work. You know, one of the things that's really tough when you own a business is that you're always working. A good example is I, I said I went on vacation. I, I know I said that. I did do one coaching uh, client while I was on vacation. I did do one coaching session. Uh, I tried to wipe off my whole schedule. I was supposed to do an interview. As a matter of fact, every day I had something scheduled during my vacation. And I was reminded by my wife, it's that's not what we're here for. We need to actually relax. And, and that's very true. Now, with that said, when you do own a business and you have you know, all these different people that are writing to you every day, then you have to respond to certain things that are really important. But when you're on vacation, you try not to do that. You try not to, you know, be interrupted in your life because you want to be able to refresh. You're not going to be able to refresh if you're constantly thinking about work. Uh, Also, another thing you have to do, not just, uh, you know, whatever career you're in or wherever you are in your career, you need to have time for yourself in general. You don't want people to impinge on your own personal life too much. So what you want to make sure is that you set up time with your family and your friends. I know it's kind of tough in this career because sometimes we're away, uh, but it's really, really important to do that. Um, one of the cool things about flying, though, if you go out and become an airline pilot especially and in certain other fields uh, within aviation, one of the things that's neat is that when you leave the aircraft, you turn it off and you're done. There's very, there's very little you have to do. I know that people in corporate aviation are saying, well, we have all sorts of work to do. But the cool thing is that, especially with an airline, you really don't do much as far as uh, get involved with operational aspects except when you're there. You're basically the person orchestrating everything coming together. But in a in that environment, you, you're done. When you're do, you're you leave, you're done. A little bit different in the corporate side. You're you're thinking about your clients. You're thinking about your customer. You're thinking about your employer. A little bit more than somebody who's working for an airline. So, but even with that, you do get to turn it off sometimes. Uh, the one thing about uh, certain corporate jobs, though, or private flying, I guess is really what I should be saying. Some of the private flying that can things that can happen are. You may be on call all the time, and uh, by that meaning, even though you have days off, they can call you if there's a real emergency, that type of thing. So one of the things that you you have to realize is that this aviation, this flying job, and all the different jobs that are out there, they're all totally different. Give an example. 
for me, so some people ask me why I don't upgrade a captain. Uh, one of the reasons is that I go back to the bottom of the list and I'll be, I won't have hardly any days off per month. Right now, the least amount of days that I get off in a month is about 15 days. I usually like to do maybe 20 days off a month. I may only work nine days, but that's because I'm really senior and I can get those really high value trips. And if I need to make more money, I can go out there and pick up some trips or whatever I need to do. Not that I I do that that often because I live well below my means, but just in case a bill came up or something, I could just pick up a trip, et cetera. And, And that's what's wonderful about it. The thing you have to watch, though, is, you know, I talk about stop and smell the roses. One thing that can happen is you get yourself caught up in this lifestyle, and you don't want to do that. Sometimes a lifestyle that stretches your income, especially in the field of aviation, because you know, you're one medical away from losing your license or one check right away from losing your license. So you have to be a lot more conservative than most. So you'll find that airline pilots, you know, a lot of people say we're cheap, et cetera. But one of the things that you have to realize is you know, we could lose our job right away. So we have to have a little bit more money in the bank, a little more padding than most. Um, you know, that emergency fund has to be built up a little bit more. But with all that said, the neat thing about it is that if you live well below your means, you don't have to worry about things. You know, a good example is, you know, your house, your cars, um, you know, buying something that's well beyond your means, that that means you have to work a lot. What happens is when you have to work a lot, this whole aviation job or any job becomes really a job. (laughs) And it becomes this, not just a career and, and a hobby, but if you have to go to work, You have to work 100 hours a month flying. Uh, Say you have to work every single day. That's no fun anymore. I don't, you know, no matter what you do. I mean, I love flying. And I, believe me, I go out and fly small planes on my days off, et cetera. And I love doing that. It's just that you have to realize there's a limit to everything. And you have to make sure that you you really understand that. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, it's uh, something that's really important is don't try uh, to live beyond your means. I know... When you become a pilot, you know, you tell people you're a pilot, you should be driving a nice car, big house, etc. You know, don't succumb to that. Uh, just just keep moving forward. It doesn't matter because those things are, are show things and those people aren't paying your bills. What's most important is is you and you have getting satisfaction out of your job. Um, you know, just on a last note there, and I know we don't talk a lot about finances. I do, you know, obviously, in the career coaching, because a lot of this is, is very expensive to get into this career, and it's very important to speak with your family, et cetera. But if you're deciding that, say, one day you want to move into a bigger house, you want to go into something uh, that's you know maybe a stretch for your income, what you need to do is sit down with your whole family and talk about it. You know, little things, eh, not a big deal, but but the big things, you know, the mortgages, buying a bigger house, buying a bigger car, uh, maybe deciding to get another rating, an expensive rating, and then maybe start figuring out how you could do that. Say you want to get another rating. Say you want to get a 737 type rating. You might want to start researching all those scholarships that are out there, possibly. Those are the kind of things you want to start thinking about. So biggest thing, though, I want to leave you with is sometimes you got to Sit back, relax, and and smell the roses, and have some fun. Get out there on vacation, go to a museum. I, you know, I'm into aviation. I love aviation and other things. You know, obviously, so get out there and and check out the fun things about flying. So definitely do that. So let's move on to our questions. I know it's been a little while since we've answered some questions. So let's go into our question bank here. And again, it's feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com if you do have a question. 
So anyway, first one comes in here, says, uh, hi, I'm 34 and currently in the process of looking at flight schools. Have my private pilot and bachelor's degree. Unfortunately, I have two DUIs, one in 2004 and one in 2014. Had a couple of fender benders and speeding tickets as well. Uh, one accident in 2003 and 2005. What are the chances of getting hired on with a regional airline with this driving record? Also, should I pursue the HIMS program? You know, that that's a really good question. I think um, one of the things that we have to look at is the fact that, you know, it is important, your driving record, because that is something the airlines do look at. And it's important that what, what we do is, uh, we try to protect it as much as possible. Now, getting to your question, your chances of getting hired with a regional, it depends. It all depends on how far back those those DUIs are, et cetera. It is a bit of a, you know, there is a little bit of a risk for an airline having some of those in your record. Uh, but you have to kind of evaluate yourself and say to yourself, what is it that's, you know, happened here? Why did those those things happen? The HIMSS program? You asked about uh, that's where you need to get your AME uh, involved, aviation medical examiner. Talk a little bit with that person about the HIMSS program. See what their opinion is if you start if you get involved in that. Because remember, that is uh, that's a process and it starts uh, getting on your record. And that's something that might be an idea. That HIMSS program is great. I think it's terrific. It helps a lot of people. Maybe at this point, getting involved with that might be an idea. But the best way to figure that out is talk to the examiner. Also, uh, Aviation Medical uh, Advisory Services, AMAS, uh, we use them. Uh, there's a couple other ones out there. I have them in recommended reading. I have If you click on that, you can click on the AMAS people. They actually, through some consulting, and you can pay them by the hour, they'll actually help you uh, with this issue and see if you do need to go into the HIMSS program. So really, uh, really important there. So thanks for the question. And it is so really the chances of getting hired, uh, it's going to be a little bit tougher because one of them is more recent. You said 2014, uh, but it's not going to be impossible. So you you can get hired. We've seen people get hired with multiple DUIs, but it's it's going to be a little bit more explaining to do. And you may have to go through a different process like in the HIMSS program. So if you have any questions, obviously we have some career coaching if you want to talk about that there. Or you know, go to AMAS and talk to them. That's a really good idea. Also, the next uh, next time we, we uh, talk, we're hopefully going to have one of these examiners on. We've, we've been waiting for uh, one to come on and talk a little bit about this in the HIMSS program. So hopefully that will happen in the future here. Next question actually comes from someone talking about the ATP rating. Uh, I'm passing that on to uh, Adam uh, uh, Abouid, and he is actually one of our the instructors at Polk State, and he's going to talk a little bit about uh, the ATP. You know, I, I always say it's basically like the ATP, uh, the written exam for the dispatcher. There are some differences, but uh, it's very similar. So as uh, far as your question and the context there, I'm going to have uh, Adam actually answer that question. Adam Abouidi over at the college. So we'll get you an answer to that question. Let's move on to the next one here. Well, this one comes in and says, uh, Hi, Carl. My brother is an airline pilot and has pushed me towards flying. I did an intro flight and I caught the bug to fly. As we all know, aviation is not cheap. And I don't want to put money into it and not get any out of it. I'm going to go ahead and get right into it and tell the story. He goes on to relate how he uh, got himself into a little bit of trouble in the past. And, uh, of course, that got on his record. And that's uh, that kind of hurt a little bit. But uh, but that's well in his past. 
So he continues, it was a dumb decision on my part, but I, I own it now. Not something I take pride in, but something that I must now bear. I'm older now, more mature, and I see my foul play in that situation. My concern is that this situation as a whole is going to pose an issue for getting on with the airline. My question is this. Should I pursue the aviation career or as that career path departed? Any and all information is appreciated. Thank you for taking time to read this. As far as having something in your background, just about anything can uh, be explained. Also, again, I keep going over the same theme in that it depends on the distance in your past. You know, how long ago was this issue? You know, when did it actually happen? Why did it happen? Can you explain that? And that's really, if you have something in your past that, that's, say, on your record, et cetera, it could be, you know, charges, um, any type of, like, a misdemeanor charge. This, this comes up all the time. It, it can work itself out as long as you have a really good explanation, and it all depends also what, what it is. Um, there is some issues with some airlines, obviously flying to certain other countries and overseas. Certain countries don't allow certain pilots. And I mean, it's not just because of that. I mean, I talk a lot about Canada and the DUIs, but there's other countries that don't let certain people in, um, even like even in the Caribbean and things like that. We've seen that happen where uh, some pilots have been turned away just because uh, maybe they used to be um, somebody who was actually somebody who's a citizen of that country and left for certain reasons, maybe uh, was seeking asylum in the United States and, you know, here I'm in the U.S., and that happens sometimes where they may not be able to enter that country again. So put a little flag on your on your record saying, hey, you can't fly here, you can't fly there. But as far as uh, an aviation career has not departed, as far as the different type of flying, yes, it might have. I mean, there's certain things like in law enforcement, whatever you, you're thinking about doing, it might be a little bit tougher to get into, uh, but it's not not totally impossible, but I get it. You don't want to sink all this money into something, obviously, if it's not going to work out in the end. Uh, so the biggest thing to do, and this is something that's really cool about the regional airlines right now, and as far as networking is concerned, and everybody that's listening should do this, is if you get on places like LinkedIn, I always talk about LinkedIn, as far as, you know, some people have a different impression what it is. They think it's just like Facebook or something. It's not. Uh, it's it's really for professional connections, and that's where all the recruiters hang out, and they love it when people ask them questions, and they, and they actually will give you a really upfront answer about it. So my, I hate to do this, but it depends as far as uh, where you want to go and what you want to do as far as your background is concerned. If there's something as it has more distance in your past and nothing has happened since then, it, it gets easier and easier to hire somebody. The bigger issue is looking at uh, your training and things like that in your past. So really, I think that this can be done. I would move at a slower pace, and I would start with reaching out directly to some of those regional airlines. Get on LinkedIn. Link up with me on LinkedIn. I've been asking people to do that now, and I love it. I think it's a great format. Um, it's it's primarily not political or anything. It's there. It's really cool. It's not like a, a Facebook where that's very political and there's lots of opinions and stuff like that. Uh, you're not going to find yourself getting a, usually getting attacked and stuff like that on a personal basis. So it's really really cool. Um, so I really highly recommend you going out there, getting on LinkedIn, talk to some of the recruiters if you want, and you you get hooked up with me. Take a look at some of the people I'm connected with especially at some of the airlines, and start connecting with them and start asking questions about it. Go to the job fairs. That's another thing I'd highly recommend. Go to the job fairs and ask people, you know, ask those recruiters those questions that I'm talking about. 
then and move forward. But I do recommend one thing, though. I know you're talking about putting money into this. I really believe that even if you don't get into flying, having a private pilot certificate and having a, every type of pilot certificate, private instrument commercial, ATP, really helps you personally for many, many reasons. And one of them building confidence, obviously, but it, it helps you with your decision-making skills. It helps you with many different things as far as studying is concerned. You understand what you need to study and having to know that information thorough is really important. It brings you into an environment, in an academic environment where it's challenging. And I think it's it's really something that a lot of people don't realize the benefits of. Remember, you know, as a pilot, what we're doing is we're, we're in this constant stream of decision-making. It's not really about flying all the time. I mean, you know, I have a, a Piper, Cherokee, and, you know, most of the majority of your time flying, even a little small plane, everybody t- says it's all about sticking rudder. It's not true. The majority of it is actually flying uh, from point A to point B, and you're not maneuvering all the time. Where you're really maneuvering a lot is, say, you're doing aerobatics or you're doing touch and goes and that type of thing, yes, but... Uh, most people, they're not doing that. They're doing other things. And uh, that's what you're going to find is that most of what we're doing is we're making decisions and route about whether uh, maintenance issues come up. Um, there's safety issues. There's weight and balance. You're, you're constantly brought up with challenges during the flying. And that's what we really, really enjoy about, about the whole flying, uh, I think, one of the things that we really enjoy about flying. Anyway, let's move on to the next uh, question here. Uh, oh, before I mention, I forgot to mention in the beginning, I'm actually in New Jersey again. I was here on vacation, but actually up here again, I popped in today to help out my brother with something. Uh, and so I'm going to digress just for a second and tell you, boy, it's really cool having travel benefits with an airline, um, especially my own airline. I flew into Newark and it was like so cool because I didn't have to worry about getting on. I could always use the jump seat if I had to. It's like getting on a bus and just, just jumping on and going somewhere. If I want to go see my cousins in Denver, I just get on the plane and go, or my cousins in New York and Buffalo, wherever it may be, I can just get on an airplane and go. Another really cool thing about flying for the airlines, whether it's a regional or a major airline, is the fact that you have this incredible travel benefits and it enables you to reach out and, and see people that you normally couldn't do otherwise. And uh, and actually, you know, it's kind of funny. I mean, here I am. I've been in this industry for a long time. I'm actually now using my travel benefits again. <laughs> I didn't even know how to use them for a while. And I, I finally had to get on and kind of teach myself again. So I've been really enjoying it, having a lot of fun. Uh, so it's a blast. I mean, it's really cool to be able to go places. So maybe I'll start going on to Europe or something like that. I'm really excited about that. Anyway, um, so here I am in New Jersey enjoying it, and uh, have a, I have a, a whole kind of like a mini studio up here in New Jersey. It's actually in my brother's house, and I set it up uh, in his basement. It's really cool. So that's where I'm, I'm recording from today. Anyway, let's, uh, let's go back to uh, the questions. I'm going to do one last question, and we're going to end out today because I do have to get up early. Um, it says, hey, Carl, I was listening to one of the podcasts where you talked about the restricted ATP. Does any four-year degree qualify or any – only a science slash aviation degree. Mine is in accounting, and I recently logged my first flight hour. Thanks. Yeah, um, actually, if you went to an institution that's been certified by the FAA and is approved by the FAA, uh, it's an aviation program, then yes, it will enable you to get the restricted ATP, even if it's something that uh, you have maybe got the degree a while ago. 
So you might want to look into that because I was talking to the person that does the certification for the uh, restricted ATPs um, or for the institutions of higher learning so that you can get the restricted ATP. So uh, as far as your degree in accounting, no, it has to be an aviation usually. Uh, the FA hasn't changed that yet, and it uh, I shouldn't say usually it is. It has to be an aviation. So no, it really, that's the only downside. But then again, you know, you're going to find, you know, once you get out there, maybe you start, if you flight instruct, especially at a busy school, you're going to build a lot of hours and, uh, and get, move on to that, that whole aviation career goal and that dream of flying. Well, that's it for the questions for the, uh, this week. Uh, we're going to come out with this again starting every Monday. It's uh, usually, and people tell me it comes out on Tuesday. I think it, you're right, it does. It comes out a little bit late on Monday, and, and that rolls into most people's uh, podcatchers by Tuesday. So uh, we usually record on Monday and try to get it out uh, by that uh, end of the day or the beginning of the day on Tuesday. But one of the things I want you to do is, is if you see me out there, Look me up. I try to follow me on Facebook, etc. I haven't really been saying where I am exactly because, honestly, sometimes I don't even know where I'm going to be the next day. I do know one thing, though. I'm going to be at the Land, the Light Sport Expo. I'll be there. Also, in uh, the next week, and hopefully I'll be able to get another podcast out this next week, I will be actually at the NIFA SafeCon event for Region 9. That's the collegiate flying team that I coach at Polk State College, hosting it at Lakeland, Florida from the 3rd to the 7th of November. If you get a chance, stop by, say hi to me. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Uh, So we're competing against some really good schools, Auburn, Jacksonville, Embry-Riddle, FIT. Um, Let's see, I'm leaving out of Broward County. Uh, Southeastern is going to be there observing. We're going to have a couple other schools come and observe. It's going to be really exciting. The only schools in my were in Georgia, Alabama, and Florida. There are no uh, schools from Georgia, so we're working on that, trying to get some of those to compete in that whole competition. Check it out. Polk State Flight Team on my website if you want to know more about it. If you're somebody who's involved in a collegiate environment, this may be something you want to get involved with too. But one of the things I want to leave an impression of in, in this podcast today is the fact that you, you do need to, every so often, step back, smell the roses, enjoy life a little bit, regroup, think about where you're going, what you're doing, why you're doing it, and then say to yourself, okay, this is I'm on the right track, or maybe I need to tweak something. Just like I've done, I'm constantly doing that, is tweaking what I'm doing, and I am really excited about what we're going to be doing with the podcast in the future, and the fact that, you know, I've been reinvigorated about it. But you really need to do that for yourself, is take a break every so often, and just kind of step back, look at what's going on, Say to yourself, is this the right track? Maybe it's just a day to refresh. It could be a week, whatever it is, and then move forward. You should always stop and smell the roses, as they say. It's really, really important. Well, folks, I really appreciate your listening, and I want you to make sure that when you turn this off, when you turn this podcast off, I want you to do something. I want you to actually do something today to move forward in your career. Don't just hip stop. I want you to think about, you don't have to actually, you know, do it right now, but I want you to think about something and put it in your mind what it is that might be that you want to do. That's doing something right there. But I want you to take one step toward your career goal right now, today, when you hit stop. Don't just leave this alone. Think about something for a second. You can stop your car, whatever it is, write it down. But I want you to do something today. I want you to do something now to move forward in your career and move forward in your life. Well, folks, we'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying. Can't wait to talk to you next time and uh, have some more questions coming in. Again, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Send us your questions. We'll answer them here. 
You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although hosts or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.